Welcome to the Enter My Shoes podcast. In each episode, I look to inspire, talk about something new, or interview a guest. Enter My Shoes, where the stories smell, but they don't stink. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to introduce to you to my friend, Silasai Villalai, otherwise known as SV. We met in Toastmasters a couple years ago. He's an accomplished speaker and an entrepreneur in the Portland area. In this episode, we talk about SV's background, tips for productivity, entrepreneurship, and just general ways to improve your day-to-day life. Please enjoy. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for joining me, SV Style. Maybe we'll go into that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, how are you doing? How about... I'm doing excellent, thanks. Yeah, it's Friday, here. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th! I know, I can't believe it. But yeah, so maybe we can jump right into how we met, which was Toastmasters. And uh, yes. I, I thought you were a pretty cool guy. You're, you're a good speaker, and I, I always Thank look you. forward to talking with you. And um, yeah, I, I want to hear like your origin story. I want to hear... Uh, uh, SV, back to my motherland. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> other man. Uh, and then you can also talk about like you recently changed your name from SV to Style. If you want to even sure, yeah, uh, jump absolutely. into that. So I was born 1980, and uh, we immigrated from first initially from Laos, which is where my parents are from, to Thailand, where I was born. Went across the Mekong River to give people an idea how big that is. It's like the Columbia River here in Oregon. About the size of that. And I was in the womb, and mother decided to take the boys. Okay, we cut off for now. Yeah. That's all right. Okay, we'll we're going to order our food here really quick. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Excellent. We're doing a little podcast at the same time, getting some lunch. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'll speak grill, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. speak, I mean, there's two locations. Right, gotcha. Yeah, there we go. there we go. <laughs> nice. What would you like to eat for lunch Can I do the ahi poke bowl? Yeah, the poke bowl. And you're okay with spice? Uh, How about mild or no spice? And I would say it would be mild. Um, I'll put the slaw on the side, the healthy and no slaw. But the um, sriracha Thai sauce is on the ahi itself. Will you be okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Let's let's push the limits. All right. And if if it's too spicy for you, you just let me know and we'll get you something different. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. You Thank bet. you. Do the same. All right, times two. Just please. And water is going to do it for you? I think water will be great. All right, yeah. perfect. Thank you so much. Do you want me to bring out any bread at all? Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. sourdough French bread is pretty fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, we got it. Thank, Thank you. you. My name's Jen, if you need anything. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. All right, back to, back to where we, we're kicking things off. All right, uh, we left off essentially where... Came to Thailand uh, after mom decided to take the brothers and I. And my mom was actually one of the, I think, folks that took the initiative to come to America. Because uh, a little backstory is 1975, the uh, French relinquished their colonialism of Laos. And then between 75 to 80, we, my mom was uncertain what was going to happen, but she just didn't want to stick around for the new party or overtake and decided to just jump the river and uh, there I was born uh, in the cabin no fancy hospital gadgets what have you to bring me into this world but my uncle not my uncle but my grandpa was able to cut my umbilical cord which is a thing to do in our culture it creates potential uh, virtuous success and uh, so that's a blessing then from 1981, then 81, when I was in my Pampers, I imagine if if they had Pampers in there, they might have me wrapped uh, whatever, uh, not paper, but you know, not garments, wrapped me. Up. Anyway, 81 came to Texas. We were sponsored to come live in America through a nonprofit Catholic organization. I recall hearing, and then 84, 85, mom and dad split it, uh, and then came to Oregon. Uncle from Oregon drove down to California. I just learned this recently from my mom talking to the other day that we potentially could have lived in San Diego had not my uncle hauled us in his van, kind of kidnapped us in a way to come to Oregon, but I've been in Oregon since, and it's, it's been home. Wow. Just a little backstory. And so uh, how old were you at that time? 
four and five years old. Four and five, yeah. yeah just growing up in Oregon. Yeah, you could have lived in the sunny state of uh, San know, Diego. I could be like a California bro. Like, yeah. Hey, what's up, loose hang ten man? No, that's. I, I think it's easy. Yeah, it's probably easier to survive in Oregon though. Like right off the bat though, like. But I don't know. Smaller I've never lived city. in San Diego. I think yeah. the cost of living there is just unreal. But yeah, uh, you get to appreciate the sun here, or the rain here actually. <laughs> yeah, they, they have plenty right. of sun down there. But uh, that's awesome. And so, uh, what have you been doing lately? Uh, I know that you you drive Uber a little bit, and then you, yeah, yeah. you do public speaking. Right. Um, Things have been 30 years in the making, I'd say, compounding towards where I really, truly would enjoy being in life. Uh, it's all a journey. It's all many chapters. And you just mentioned earlier, like, a, a Mormon friend of yours getting married at 25. I, interestingly enough, uh, Mormons were in my life growing up in Northwest in Portland. You know, missionaries came and knocking on doors. That was one of my first introductions to religion, what have you. And uh, there were ideas and thoughts that were interesting, to say the least, and helped me build some character as far as values and principles, so I appreciate that in the faith, what have you. Uh, as far as me getting married at 25, that didn't happen. I'm 37 as we're speaking. I would say I'm a late bloomer in, in several ways, but it's all right for me because I enjoy the phases of growth and development. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, speaking about growth and development, I think what makes you so interesting is you're always like changing and uh, re. Not, I guess rebranding. If I had to use it like in a marketing sense, but mm. you know, you use Psilocybin. I can't even. I haven't even said my original name yet. Yeah, no yeah. one's even said the original. See, just like that, it's hard. So my, I'll say for the audience to hear, it's Surasai Bilalai is my original name. Now with a Lao accent, though, it sounds different because I Americanized that. It. It's Surisai Bilalai. Oh, gotcha. But Americans aren't going to come with me at the accent. They're not from Laos. They don't speak Laotian. So I Americanized as close as I could to Sir Asai, Bill Alai, and it has a meaning. I can share with everybody what the meaning is. It's a beautiful meaning. My dad's a poet, which resonates with who I am to this day. I, I do some poetry as well. So Suri Sai is a Sanskrit and French. Hmm. The first part is French. Suri is light, uh, which stands for light and such. Then Sai in Laotian is victory, light of victory, or beautiful winner is another uh, acronym of that name. So it's got a beautiful message. However, Americans and throughout would butch it and say suicide, which is the opposite of what it really means. And I just realized at age 37, uh, I'm becoming my own man more and, and such. And your identity plays a huge role. I studied Tony Robbins. And your identity plays a huge role where you can go in life and what you believe and do. And therefore, I decided to take keep my initials SV. But style was something that resonated with who I am as a being. I felt growing up and looking back throughout my schooling, and I decided, you know what, no one else has style. It's still unique enough, like suicide. Mm-hmm. And so I took style. Then my last name, my dad adopted it to get work. A lot of many, I think immigrants do that, or people from their homeland seek to do that to get better lifestyle of choices. So, like, so that resonated with me. Therefore, I said, you know what, if I'm gonna start a legacy, let me just create a name that speaks to who I am, and versatility and versatile is what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's time to build that brand, that brand, if you will. Yeah, no, business wise. No, yeah, I think that's great. That's huge. I mean, my, even my grandparents. I mean, they came over and they were Mora. They were Italian. They couldn't get work, and so they changed it to Morris, which is more British. And then they were able to find jobs. So like that, yeah. Right. Changing your name and everything, but yeah, for the folks that don't know, SV is what you went for for short. That's right. And then went by style, which I, I think that's awesome. I think that, Thank that's you. great. Um, and it's very unique. I've never heard anyone with that, even. Uh, famous people, someone that you know, WWE. There's no one with any style. <laughs> no superstar wrestler. You got Punisher. You got SmackDown. Yeah, Smackdown, yeah, yeah all that's the, cool. The Rock. Yeah, it's, the style works. It's that's fitting, cool. and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just interesting timing and relishing it, and just looking to build it. Yeah, and uh, I think what makes you kind of a unique character is, is your positivity and um, you know desire for self improvement, which I really enjoy. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you any revelations like in the recent like last couple of weeks or months that because self improvement for me yeah uh, it it changes from week to month to That's year me. all the time you know because I try a lot of stuff. So anything you're trying right now? Yeah, it's a lifelong journey, and as you meet other fellow doers, goer-getters, what have you, you can learn nuggets. And I, I've met many different mentors and teachers throughout the journey of life. And I just think as long as you s- keep seeking, 
for uh, more wisdom, I would say, you can grow faster because of the formulas. Like right now, currently, I'm this, I'm studying Darren Hardy on DarrenDaily.com, and he has a beat the dog 10-day course going on right now. This is the fifth day; it's halfway through, and I've been on and off listening to him so often, and it's one of those things as it has a drip on you. And you just have to try like uh, again and again. You're gonna fail and hopefully fail forward. That's the virtue of the wisdom. And as I do that, and I'm halfway through, like I, I was three days behind or two days behind, but I caught up now. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta get to the point where you can learn to be in a zone and so whatever you, you're gonna do. What, so what's the premise behind this course? What, what is it about? So Beat the Dog is about, in summer, throughout history, a lot of humans become laxy-daisy with the routine or <laughs> objectives and momentum is what he's saying. And what he encourages us to do is just to schedule, which is really key in life. we got to schedule because they say a dream is just a, f- a wish or a fantasy until you schedule it. Mm-hmm. And then what this exercise allowed me to do is just really schedule, like the vacation. He suggests Americans, if you think about it, 60-something percent don't take their five-day vacation. But yet we're the number one... I guess, continent that many want to travel or have create a living out here. Mm-hmm. But if you're not taking your vacation, to me, I'm like, oh, you're missing out on the purpose of recharging, relaxing is what he, he mentions, what happens, why it's so important. And therefore, just doing this 10-day exercise, like today was about kids, right? For those that have kids, family, I don't yet. Uh, it was just about that. So there's a sip, easy peasy one today. It's like, oh, I don't really have kids that bother me. <laughs> I just go to Starbucks or wherever to do my office like I did today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear you. Um, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think because we're in school, uh, this is what I want to blame it on, is on, in school you, you work so hard and then because we're still on this like farm mentality where yeah, you take the summer off to you know till the land yeah. and then autumn you harvest. But uh, and so we kind of take off that time and we're from a young age. You know, you go to school and you're like, wow, I finally finished school. Now it's time to summer relax. But I, yeah, that's almost a time where you can utilize, you can really leverage that extra free time mm-hmm. to be able to build something, whether that's a business, you know, personal yeah. brand, whatever that might be. And and just recently, that you know inspires me is I went to Montana and I always have a hard time when I take vacation. Is to say, okay, that is the time to recharge, but it's also time to play catch up or do the things that you're doing on the on the uh, right. e- extracurricular wise. It's it's important uh, to assess. And there's a, there's a saying P D C A. I threw an R in there. P is plan. D's do. C's check. The R is review beyond check. Then adjust. And as we're going through our seasons, we reap what we sow as the saying goes, and it's important to learn what you're sowing. The seed. What is the seed? Because the seed will produce a certain plant, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. that you seek to grow. But I think as long as we uh, align our activities with our intention and keep the momentum seasonally, every 90 days, and check it, you're going to be thankful that you did looking back. Yeah. yeah. So, are there any things that you're kind of seeds that you're planting right now, or anything you Absolutely. want to share with the audience, or and it can be either like you know physical goals, mental, anything. Yeah. There's business and personal, now spiritual too. As I'm evolving into a third way, almost halfway through my life, I realize spiritual's missing components in many humans' lives. I feel to where they don't get enough guidance of energy, if if you will. But I've come to learn more of that, and I, I think there's a lot to be learned about that nature. Just what's interesting, I'm reading this Wayne Dyer book last night, and it was about belief, right? Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 no, no perfect, perfect. So we have our mild one for today. All the jalapenos are on the side. Awesome. They went ahead and did the sauce on the side for you as well. Oh, that's awesome. Sir. Thank yeah, you so much. All the spicy stuff is on the side there. Ooh, uh, regular you. for you, sir. That's perfect. Sweet. Can we get you anything else before I go? Uh, that should do it. Thank you so much. Um, what was it, what was I just asked? Oh, Wayne. Well, Dyer. you're talking about Wayne Dyer. Then there's something else I wanted. Belief, right? Belief, but then spirituality. So because this is what I will say real quick about that Wayne Dyer belief. Yeah. Scientifically, genetically, would we potentially have a disposition over ge- genetic makeup? But reading his first few pages of the book about make 
uh, enough excuses enough I think or excuses be gone is the book uh, I think it's powerful because your belief can overcome these so-called statistics and I, I've, I've experienced that in my life I don't know about you but it, it's something miraculous but beautiful as a human spiritual being you can overcome such limitations yeah I think belief is huge I mean especially like for folks out there that you know if you're battling through depression or anxiety any of those things which you know I think all of us have to do hey I just wanted to check up and we put the spicy sauce yeah thank you so much for doing that no that's perfect (laughs) thank you Jen um where was I going? Yeah, if you're battling through anxiety and depression, you know, you already have so many different factors out there battling against you in uh, the real world. And so uh, fighting against yourself with negative thoughts doesn't really help anything. I know from firsthand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can have negative thoughts for, you know, weeks on end and it just doesn't get you anywhere. Whereas having the positive, you know, thought, especially Wayne Dyer, who is huge with the uh, law of attraction with The Secret. I know he, he speaks in that book and that movie mm-hmm. now. Um, it's just huge that you can start attracting the things that you want to yourself. And, and, and that starts with some planning. Well, first, having the first mental, mentally thinking, believing in yourself. Yeah. And not having as many self uh, negative talk, which I think we often do. We, we don't look good enough. We're we're not accomplishing our goals fast enough. That's something mm-hmm. for me. Uh, wanting to already have made it, even though it takes years and years of micro, small uh, uh, tasks that you're accomplishing to be able to get there. Like, kind of like you're saying, yeah. like you, you don't just you know have the business. You know, not wishful thinking, but you have to actually act upon it. Absolutely. As well. And I think as we study, hit the books, and seek. We're sharpening our iron, like the axe. Uh, they're, they're, I forget who said exactly, one of the presidents. Maybe, I don't know if it was Abraham or another one. But before you cut a tree down, you don't just go with it with an axe. Any axe, and just keep hitting it. Dull axe. It's going to take you, who knows, forever. But if you sharp it, it may take you five hours, five days. I forget what exact math it is. But then when you cut it, it takes you, what, a fraction of the time from a dull axe. A lot of people, I think symbolically are out there dull in their thinking and accurateness and they're trying to hit a concept apart, but they're not sharpened to the point where had they been preparing which is takes years 10,000 hours according to Malcolm Gladwell to be a pro or expert at anything but even do half of that or a portion of that then you realize man I'm onto something I can actually achieve by putting in the work this is about the work so huge and developing and appreciating another that has gone before you that's paving the way because their axe is super sharp and they can cut and I'm sorry for the people don't like to use cut but this is symbolic yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying exactly. to <laughs> rub in your feathers and wrong but yeah, no, idea, no violence or anything like, yeah. the idea of being sharp and uh, equipped and ready takes preparation yeah and so um some ways to sharpening uh, your axe. I know for us, like doing Toastmasters, it helps, mm-hmm. you know, because they say iron sharpens iron, kind of like what you're saying, mm-hmm. is a, a, that mentorship. And so in learning by doing through Toastmasters, but what are some other ways that you keep sharp? Do you do any scheduling? Do you like kind of, yeah. do, you, do you do a for? I know for me, like, so I get distracted by video games and yeah. I get distracted by wanting to hang out with friends or wanting to go out and do things. So I have to, so what I'll, I do is I'll schedule something I have this app that I use called Todoist to schedule it, and I'll, I'll say that's what I need to do. If I can't do it today, then I'll push it off for you know purposeful procrastination. I'll push it off for a couple days or a week from now, and then when it pops back up, I either choose like figure out a time to do it, or uh, or you push it off again. But that's also not getting you any closer. So mm-hmm. eventually, I see it so many times. I'm just like, okay, Brian, you have to do this thing. Whether yeah. it's uh, emailing a specific individual, um, editing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Let me start this. Quick. I would say doing this exercise, beat the dog. It's helping. It's just reminding me what the fundamental is. It's and it is scheduling. And Darren was pointing out how wherever, you, whatever you're doing, you schedule in blocks per se because it helps you focus on a project at a time fully do that I, I, I'm growing on that I'm getting better at that need to discipline myself more to model that so as I work with other team players let's say they can see that and realize man that's what really it takes is 
blocking out. Like what he suggests is make a vacation date, book your tickets, make it happen, and schedule it, right? Because that's tackling the issue. And when it comes to office time, now I have an office and a studio. I can alternate and schedule, let's say, 10.30 to 12.30. I have an office time after I drive Lyft and Uber in the morning. And I can go there and focus on a project task and realize, okay, I'm going to avoid playing any games on the phone. I don't, but, you know, for those that do, or get distractions. And that way, you're fully doing that. It's going to create a momentum that I have, I've been needing in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage people just to... You know, adjust your ability and just be more conscious than whatever you're pursuing. And be around others who will sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Accountability partners, a sponsor uh, of sort that will call you out on your laxidaziness is what we all need uh, to just get to the point where we're in the zone and then to the point where you're wow, just enjoying your garden of planted seeds. Of things that you, yeah. Like this. R- like reaping this, what speaking you Speaking of garden, this is good. Let's yeah, speaking of, yeah, this is really good. Um. Have there been any like big, you know, breakthroughs for you this year? I know uh, you're one of these people that's always doing something, always talking to somebody, always connecting. You, I, I think you're a pretty big, like, kind of relationship guy. I know you have a friend's business that you've been helping out with, and you know you're a business owner as an Uber Lyft driver. Yeah. Just so really keeping all those things going. My main my main thing right now is to launch Face Chapter, my startup. Mm-hmm. Then I bought this other domain, Eco Energize. Those two are my focuses right now to build to the point where it's a well-oiled machine or not necessarily a machine these days, a well-oiled economy <laughs> that can grow to something bigger than me, mm-hmm. bigger than life, or is a part of, I would say, advocating for humanity's best interests. Because I like thinking big. I'm studying Elon Musk too right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who could think bigger than him. I mean, anyone could think bigger than him, but he's actually doing something about his big thoughts, and mm-hmm. it's very inspiring. I gave a speech yesterday uh, or Wednesday night over at Feedbackers about Elon Musk, and it was fun to just share his brilliance, if you will. Yeah, that guy's pretty awesome. You know, running three businesses, and you know, he came up with the first. You know, added value was PayPal, mm-hmm. and then he was able to sell that business. And they just what's so right. unique about that guy is he took the biggest risk after he sold it for I don't know a couple million dollars. He put every single penny into Tesla, and then I think it was so. At one point, I think he I, this might be a joke, but he had to take out a loan just to be able to pay rent. Is kind of what people joke about. But that's a that's a guy that was able to. He goes all in with all these ideas. Yeah. The quote I got from the book I read recently was, it's okay to put your egg in all, all the baskets as long as you have control of the basket. Yeah. And he has 100% control. Yeah. Uh, it's diversification. You don't have control when it comes to stocks, what I think what people are commonly thinking. But when it comes to your belief, his belief is beyond this world. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, SpaceX. Yeah. He wants to send right. people to space, which is kind to, of an idea that we all have as kids. And then... You grow up old, you grow older, and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, it's not really possible. Not Cult- everyone can be an astronaut. Cultivate Mars, right? So we have another system to live in as a human race. It's very big thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps people forget, uh, not worry about the petty little problems we have in the planet. And so if we can think beyond that. Maybe we realize, oh, we have to work together in order to do that. Versus, oh, you're this ethnic, I'm that ethnic. That's Michael. Hey, if we're all gonna go to Mars one another, we're gonna have eat together somehow so I think it makes you think beyond borders gotcha I like that so you're kind of saying if we do have an intergalactic battle all humans will have (laughs) to get together to be able to fight against the aliens who will be the others and we'll be able to we'll be able to look past our differences as as a human race (laughs) if it ever gets to that volatile (laughs) war I think uh, I think the war is our own human race but the solution beyond this planet, in a way, in in a symbolic speaking, idea idea way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that, that guy's pretty, pretty interesting. Elon Musk. I I'm so ta- it's always interesting when I talk to people, and I hear that some people hate him, and I'm just like, how can you dislike this guy? Uh, other than the fact that people don't like innovation, they don't like change, they don't like someone sure, that's it. coming up with these ideas that are just 
People, they, they scoff at the idea of going to Mars and, what, and colonizing it. I was speaking with a pastor this morning just about that. And I feel that it can be, uh, it's fear, uh, I would say. People uh, get comfort in their setting. And when big ideas come, it creates a disruption in their comfort. And then fear creates a uh, quick to judge almost aspect of something to the point where it's negative and becomes a hater kind of mode. And it's quick to do versus like, well, what is this person really trying to do, or what's the bigger idea beyond this? And it's perception. Like I was reading a book about belief. It's perception. You can perceive to believe something harmful or positive about almost anything in life. Mm-hmm. But I think the uh, enjoyable people to be around are the ones that seem to think bigger and have enthusiasm about it. Because it's contagious. It's like, oh my gosh, it rubbed off on me, <laughs> even though I didn't believe that person. But all of a sudden, I believe 10% more, or even 1%. Who yeah, knows? because their energy and enthusiasm, and I like that. Yeah, choosing every single thing in life you can choose to see as a positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is like learning experiences. Like, I heard this thing that was saying 90% of life is like how you perceive the things that happen to you. So, yeah, you're going through life, and then. You know, someone passes away. Well, you can either choose to say, oh, God, why would you take this person's life? Or you say, I'm going to honor this person by living my life to the fullest. Or I'm going to, you know, do something in honor of that person. Or I will think of that person every single time Mm -hmm. and and choose to make similar decisions that they made that were impactful, that made a difference. So there's kind of, yeah, two, two sides to every coin. Right. Um, so, coming back to full circle, you, you took a trip to Laos about a year ago, right? Yeah, I did. And what kind of, what stemmed wanting to do that? So it's been a dream of me growing up as a young man, young boy. I, I like to relay it as kind of like a salmon going back to the rivers of where it's from. And now that I was able to experience it, it's, it's humbling. It gives me the perspective because if, if my mother and family never chose to come to America, I got to see what life would have been like. Less choices, less options, limitation. Uh, here in America, they say the land of opportunity is more prevalent. You have options. You can work different variety of jobs or create your own business and you'll know, be an entrepreneur, which I'm a big proponent of life. Just be able to see that now, Now, how can I connect the two dots? Okay, now that I went to visit family, auntie, auntie who's visited us in America, and I guess you can see her and her kids, how can I go back to my own country and maybe give back, is my question as an entrepreneur. Because I would love to do that. But there's regulations, what have you, that hopefully will be lifted one way or another to allow a synergy opportunity to where I can just provide in more ways than I wouldn't have had I not visited. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important to know where you're from in life and history and visiting your motherland, wherever that may be for you, is a crucial rite of passage ritual that every human should experience. Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah, I love that you did it for perspective. And, and yeah, we live in the U.S. luckily, uh, for those of you who aren't, there's still certain opportunities, but here in the U.S., like we we have a, a lot of things going for us. Hey, how you doing? How's everything tasting? Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. really great. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we have a, we have so many options and almost option overload to a degree. <laughs> um, but I think we, it's almost because. You know, for me living here, you you start to take it for granted mm-hmm. uh, to a degree, and if it's all that you've ever known. So I think going to a place, like, a motherland like that, or going to a, even a, a country where you don't have as many options, where there's people. What is it? Something like uh, like 97% of people don't even have access to water. 97% of the the world like just. You, you like you're saying that there's no options, so you have an apprenticeship, or you all you can do is. Uh, work at a restaurant work at odd jobs maybe four or five jobs just to even make enough money to eat yeah so we really do have a lot of options and privileges and starting your own business is huge yeah it's over um, here it's a process it starts with an idea which is a dream then I'm scheduling activities and projects 
networking to find team players because I know Elon doesn't do it by himself. <laughs> He's had to uh, He's recruit face, but... uh, brilliant team players who have, I'll call it, uh, mentality, mental attitude to win. And, and, that, and, and beyond just winning making money, what I think I value about a lot of business models is when they find a way to give back to a, a cause, you know, a less fortunate cause get overseas or even in America for the for that sake to where you you know you're feeding people's hunger through food and and whatever spirituality and just ways to give back because there's abundance in the world and there's more than enough I, I've come to learn I just think not enough people are thinking to that level of frequency where how do I tap into this more than enough and then you know, take care of myself initially, which I'm working on still, and you know, I got to get there, because if, when I get there, then I have to be humble to the point where I'm around enough people to remind me why I've been building this foundation, and you know how, how much of it is going to get back. Mm -hmm. Fellas, yeah. I've been just checking up on you. Still doing good over here? Yeah, this yeah. Is really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge, and I think a lot of people have different ways of. Uh, of, of staying humble like you were saying surrounding yourself with people some people do a gratitude journal mm -hmm. um, some people keep a rock of when they you know picked up a pebble from like five ten years ago and that reminds them of their humble beginnings I know for me I have a plant named Nelson <laughs> right. that I bought senior year of college cool and uh, yeah, kind of plant it's a bamboo plant actually oh, so it's like it. yeah it's a uh, how tall is it now? Well, it hasn't it has never it hasn't like shot up or anything. Yeah, it's maybe three or four inches taller than it was, but it's only about two feet tall at most. And when was college when you got it? How many years ago? It was about three years ago. So I've kept it alive for three years, and it just reminds me we've been through the highs and we've been through the lows together. And I love it's a bamboo because it's a beautiful symbolism of our journey currently. I would think as young men, because the bamboo. Have you heard the story where? It's not gonna take until, let's say, six years. It may be only uh, within four feet tall or less, mm -hmm. but come six years, I've even seen some bamboos I've had. Because of its nourishment that you're giving to it, because it would die without no water, right? So, but the cool thing about bamboo, you can do with a little, it'll still be pretty good. However, six years plus, it's gonna sprout six feet tall within six weeks. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Isn't that incredible? So then you hear you're doing this thing and it feels so stupid and repetitive. For like <laughs> no kidding, right? Six years, you're like, oh man, nothing's going to happen here. <laughs> and then it just shoots up. That's kind of, you know, like a lot of businesses. <clears throat> you're trying a whole bunch of stuff. And I think in business, a lot of people say, oh, they're an overnight success. Well, not really. They were, they were like that bamboo seed. Just, you know, that person was learning or they tried a whole bunch of other businesses that failed. And then... You know that overnight success, that bamboo shooting up in you know a short amount of time, it's just a testament of all like the the mundane of just sitting there as a as a mm -hmm. little seedling for for six years or however long it is. Absolutely, and I, I encourage anyone who wants to go on the path of I would call it personal freedom in a way, just because it's personal, and the freedom of it is you have to study uh, those that have gone before you. When I st study Elon briefly here so far, going through his uh, couple of books. His lineage of his grandpa and grandma, and how how adamant and how I would say structured in their own ways, influenced him mm -hmm. in intricate ways too. And I think as first generation immigrant myself, I gotta realize well, okay, when I become a grandpa, well, how will I instill that in my legacy? They say uh, Stephen Covey says begin with the end in mind and such, and those are moments where you can assess well. How do I see your your last name is your brand? <laughs> it's a business brand, you know, give or take. It's just it is. So the question is, how would people revere to your last name as something positive, hopefully versus negative? And it's in our power to to study others that have gone before and realize, you know what, like Elon, as many leaders, the saying goes, not every reader is a leader, but leaders are readers. Mm -hmm. However, don't get me wrong, audiobooks are becoming the new inclusion of reading. It's, uh, I was listening to podcasts, 
regularly as I drive lifting Uber on my downtime or off time, just cruising, just downloading information to my head and realizing, ooh, this is connecting, that's connecting, da da da. Right? You're you're able to once you download, then you're able to share it via a speech or a blog, whatever, creative poem in due time, and that's the power. It's just, but you have to realize there's a cause and effect in everything that we're doing, and the goal is. Are you doing enough to get the result that you're seeking? Yeah, and there's definitely, like, like you said, on a small scale. So it's like, what are you doing daily? So, like, how are you getting knowledge, whether that's through podcasts? Yeah. We're, we live in a really fortunate time where, like, people scoff at this, but I do some of my learning from, like, YouTube videos. Hmm. There's so many how-to YouTube videos. You can listen to your favorite speaker. Uh, it, they'll, they'll have the full speech on there. You know, you can listen to Elon Musk if you wanted to. You mm-hmm. can listen to him speak for hours on end. Uh, you could probably download at least 10,000 hours of <laughs> Elon Musk if you wanted to, to use the 10,000 hour principle. And so, and so try to find ways of always um, getting information. And, and using that downtime, while you're in the car, a lot of people have commutes. But like, do you choose to... You know, listen to the radio, or do you choose to listen to a podcast, or do you choose to listen to a new language? All, a whole bunch of number of different things. So, it, it comes down to those small choices. Absolutely. And they say instead of just driving and being stuck in traffic, listen to the same old song over and over and getting bored out of your mind, or getting, going a little cray to cray cray. Mm-hmm. Make it DTU, Drive Time University. I was listening to some woman's CD I bought from the Goodwill the other day. I mean, we don't. You always go to Goodwill, get some good books, deals, good deal, whatever it is. Plug in, and she was mentioning her her CD was on Audacity, and she's a really well-known Christian woman. I want, and the, you know, I don't remember her name because I don't follow uh, that religiously of, uh, of of different CDs of that nature. But her thing was Audacity. And she was mentioning Drive Time University. If you were to, and I were to listen, driving home every day, it takes so many years to get 10,000 hours. You, you, you'll be able to do it just on your DTU, which is what well, traffic across the world. So mm-hmm. instead of just being stuck in traffic and listening to the old pop music or the current rap song, I encourage people to plug into a podcast of the interest. Online marketing made easy is like a thing you type in, you'll come across some people. Smart passive income, just so many, a plethora of interest that you can delve into it and learn from their wisdom mm-hmm. and instead of failing uh, I would say without help feel faster with their help exactly yeah and, and like you're saying yeah mentorship and I imagine a lot of people listening to this podcast maybe you're doing that in a commute and I and I find for me like when I'm listening to things even if you're like zoning out like I'm, and I'm still applying this principle and testing it out like the subconscious mind is still you know grabbing some of that knowledge and you know they say like while you're sleeping like you're still working on stuff like your brain is just <laughs> as active while you're sleeping as it is while you're awake so in your your brain is processing all those things that you you know went through in a day and i find for myself even if i zone out and i start dr- daydreaming i come up with other ideas that are helping me achieve that goal and then i put that into my to-do list to schedule for later right so you, you can drive you know get inspiration from everywhere but i usually don't get as much inspiration if i'm you know, listening to music or doing something that's not as on par with what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah, it's, it's up to our, our, our time. We all, so the rich man and the poor man have the same amount of time in a day. Mm-hmm. It's just what will you do in that time of the day that will make the difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, it, it's, it's just great to see other people doing the tasks, figuring things out because you see moments of light bulbs or energy coming through them then you're like wow yeah i think one of the big challenges for me is that there's i like have so many ideas and so many things that i could be doing at any one moment and it's prioritizing and lately as i said earlier with the purposeful procrastination is like prioritizing what's necessary to be done in a day because i think I am so productive uh-huh. when I'm not doing the thing that I should be doing. <laughs> so, for example, like when I was in college, you know, okay. I wanted you need to write an essay. If I needed to write an essay, I would go, I would clean my room, I would wash the dishes, huh. I'd vacuum, I would do all these other things, but the thing oh, I needed to I like do. That. So, like, I'll do productive. Pro- and so, 
on the on one end, I'm feeling good, but I still haven't accomplished the thing that I needed to do. That to me sounds in a way like peace of mind. It's like if you're on a vacation, let's say you go somewhere, but you know you didn't prepare to feed your dog or cats if you have them, or uh, if you come back home to a mess, you just don't, you know, resonate. But if if you have the proactive habits of hey, I'm gonna make sure my bed's made, things are clean. There, there's a zone a flow that a higher flow of success when you're doing those things versus versus not. I just think you're more well-rounded and uh, even more kudos to those that are able to do you know, more than not. I mean, there's you know there's people that are specialists, which don't get me wrong. But if you if you have a partner or partners, whatever the case may be, that complement and help you so you can focus on what you do great, that's great as well. But I, I think that's cool. It's I, I, mean, I wish this wasn't the thing, but I just like if there was a way to stay more on cue. But yeah, I hear you. If you have other people that are working with you, they, that's what they say, like delegate. If you if there's someone else that can do the work, delegate it. Um, but if there's only something that only you can do, which is like maybe come up with ideas, or maybe it's yeah. um, you know very what I, specialized, like yeah. video editing or something like that, only I could do that well, right, right. to a degree or like to the standard that I want. Even that can be outsourced or someone else can do it. But. Well, I think you and I are in a similar phase of development in our disciplines, and what I've come to learn is the importance of accountability groups such as perhaps a mastermind. I was listening to a podcast, a daddy blogger, and I took notes from his podcast of how he does his mastermind webinars. I think it's powerful because you can do it essentially and have about a limit of five guys and then he breaks down 10 minute sessions to give reports. Uh, then uh, then they share back resources and ideas, a brainstorm of solutions. And then they give you a weekly assignment. We'll go out and do it and come back and report to us again the next time and see if things have evolved or gotten better or worse and how can we uh, address it. I think because if, if that were to happen in our day, weekly routine, then we know we have an answer to somebody mm-hmm. and hopefully not show face, meaning all right, I did say the thing I said I was going to do, talk to this many people, and because of it, my numbers in business were resounding or better, hopefully to say the least. Whereas, if you don't do it, we end up finding distractions and we're just doing things where, you know, we're wasting time and not being fruitful. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's huge, having accountability because yeah it's the worst thing in a room if you go if everyone's going around in a circle saying oh I had great numbers I had great success and it comes to one person and they like uh, I wasn't able to do anything and then you're just like okay well why and that painful like sometimes that pain is what people need yes. in order to actually do it so yeah, maybe I'll have to look into a mastermind group. yeah the interesting thing is pain will move people more than uh, uh, their dream yeah it's the fear of missing out FOMO or if you don't do, if you, if you, here's the thing, 20, 40 years down the road, if you keep doing the same thing, you, you kind of get an idea of what your lifestyle is. But if the, the pain is, if you don't, uh, if, and the pain is, if you keep doing the same thing, your health might become a hazard uh, because of it to the point where you're going to have diabetes or maybe cancer or something drastic because of your habit. And the pain of, uh, uh, of having those might f- scare you enough to okay, I'm gonna just starting tomorrow today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. I think they say that you either uh, can suffer today, or you can suffer later with the pain of regret. So mm-hmm. you either sacrifice today, or you have the fear, you have regret at you know 50, 60 years old, or yeah, yeah. You're gonna pay for it now or later. And I think what's interesting about the entrepreneurial virtue or mindset is that. Entrepreneurs are typically willing to do what others aren't willing to today, do today in order to have what others won't or can't. Tomorrow. It's a sacrifice kind of a thing. It's, it, to me, like, a, a entrepreneur is the Bushido American samurai in the modern terms of living. Uh, it's, it's doing not what everyone else is necessarily doing, but to potentially serve as many of the people that you come across. Because the saying goes by Jim Rohn is... Service to many leads to greatness. Mm-hmm. And not everybody chooses to serve others or many. And it's okay, as he says. But if, if you want to have an impact, make a dent in the world, 
that's going to be part of your formula, I would mm-hmm. say. Service, what is it going to be an app that helps people stay on point with their exercise, which is out there, or to be on schedule? There's just so many variety of ideas, and I've been thinking about how can I, should I develop an app or da, 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 to do what I'm going to do with one of my business models? Or, or I'd rather, yeah, I would like to coordinate and collaborate with others that are specialists in that. And that's going to take perhaps running into a group at a network event here in the near future. We'll see. Yeah, kind of a combination of things. Yeah, because it, it's, it's really scary. It's like because it, you've never done it before, like a lot of these things. And so, like, where do you begin? Like you are saying, having a mentor or, like, finding a group that's, like, doing it or... or uh, is willing to help with that. Is, it makes a big difference. Um, what was I going to say? There... I forget where I was going to go with it. How long is your lunch? Pretty much wrapping up now. Oh, yeah. 12, 12.20. I might get a to-go box. Yeah. How was your How was your ahi? It's called ahi? Well, ahi poke bowl. I like to call it the Pokemon salad. Pokemon salad. It yeah. was good. Uh, refreshing, delightful, tasty. I love mango. I have mango. Not many salads that you have mango in it. Yeah. What is that, salmon? What do we have? Well, it's tuna. Oh, tuna. Yeah. Feels like salmon. No, yeah, it's pretty good. It's just like salmon. And it's then the greens and the rice. Yeah, it's hearty filling, yeah. but not settling. And then I got half of it to eat uh, later on. Yeah, the mango wasn't too overwhelming. I, was, I liked it. Yeah. And then I, uh, I had the spicy... I feel kind of weak for putting the spicy sauce to the side, but now I'm dipping into it. It's not, it's not too bad, but it's nice to be able to go back you and You know forward. what was silly about the situation? She yeah. didn't even ask me. Oh, really? If I wanted my uncle's She just, Assume, she just huh? served oh. me. You notice that? Did you realize that? I didn't know that. That's called, there's, uh, a friend went to this event called um, White Fragility. Yeah. That was Asian Fragility. She's In practice. Assume, huh? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What it's like. <laughs> I guess if you were to s- spoke up, maybe she figured you were... Strong like, enough will just. Like, oh, he is. He can handle the heat. Yeah. In her inner mind. She's in her like, inner yeah, subtext, yeah. Uh, foreign, uh, coming to American language. Her, her English was beautiful, so I'm just having fun with the idea. Of I just can't believe how many language. times they came back to ask us how it was going. You know what I'm saying? It's like ten times. This is the four times the most like, I've ever experienced ever. in yeah. my lunch break. Yeah, even like the, it looked like the manager came over and even asked us how it was. So it was four different people at least. Usually yeah. it's one or two, if any. Yeah, it's, it's like the server and then like the main server. But, well, Look. I mean, I, I guess they were catering to us, so that was nice. Right, right. So we talked about uh, your origin story. We talked about uh, entrepreneurship, motivation. Yeah. Is there anything else that we haven't really touched upon that you think the audience would? Well, you know, I just want to encourage anyone that's listening to delve and get out of the comfort zone one way or another. Be it small baby comfort zone to big. Um, the bigger you do, the bigger growth you're going to have of the experience, I imagine. Uh, I would encourage people to come out to any of the Toastmasters in town that fits their schedule and work on their speaking craft, communication. It's so essential. I mean, I was listening to you and your mom on your guys' podcast, and I was so appreciative just to know that a mother and son are open to do that. And it's beautiful to hear that communication line I mean I, I, I endear it because why I don't have that with my own mother who doesn't speak English to the level that I do and I can't speak Laos to the level that I would love to with her to have those deep dialogues and I just feel it's so important to find your voice Toastmaster is just one of many platforms that are out there that allows you to and I encourage people just to find your voice uh, and then speak it and share it as creatively and compassionately as you will because it's important. You live here only like a speck of time, but the question is, will you ever? I hope that you will be able to find that voice because I think Bruce Lee, one of my <laughs> favorite philosophers and martial artists, said, uh, "Truly, a happy being is one that can honestly express themselves." You may not have to do all the breaking board martial arts, but if you can learn to, to raise your hand or say something that's pertinent to your situation to help your fellow humankind, I think that's beautiful, and I think more humans should seek that path just to have clarity by doing such. I mean, I'm 37, and I was shy about speaking, <laughs> they believe it or not. But I just realized, you know, there's nothing really fearful about uh, just learning your pace and how to 
ease in, ease out, be more assertive. It's, it's an art. It's a flow. It, and I think it's something that should be considered more and more by anyone that wants to speak yeah, it's it's in home or in public, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, finding your own voice. Yeah. Well, SV, I want to uh, just take a moment to acknowledge you and just say, hey, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to have lunch and do this. This is, yeah. this is good. And I just want to say thank you so much for yeah living out your voice. I think you, you inspire a lot of people by you know creating your own style and you know going out there and you know starting your own businesses and doing all this stuff. You probably are touching a lot more lives than you even know. And so uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep spreading much. the positivity, man. You're, right, right. you're a very unique individual. So. Thank you so kindly. Yeah. yeah, and feel free to learn more about me through styleversatile.com that. And on there, I'll be having my plethora really down to one or two or three projects. Kind of like Elon Musk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I can boom at least one, two, or three that, that develop to something beautiful and magical to help people's lives, hey, uh, that's a blessing that I can say I was able to come in and out of this planet. Can you uh, spell that out for folks? Yo, okay, yeah. Bust to check it, go check it out. It's S T Y L E style. The versatile is V E R S A T I L E dot com. Awesome, man. Well, yes. feel free to check it out, folks. And uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And as an added bonus, here's a little sneak peek into the next episode. You may notice that uh, I sound a little bit different. That's because I'm using a new microphone. And if I'm getting a new microphone, that means something else is in the works, right?